Well, hello there, and welcome to episode seven of Doom Time. My guest today is the one and only Slick B. Um, Slick, we go back a really long time. A little bit of drama, a little bit of love, a little bit of hate, a little bit of everything, really. Um, I have a very simple question, and that is, what can you tell me about the beginning? Do you remember how things sort of picked up between us? Where do we come into the picture? Um... That was a while ago. I mean, obviously, we were just like similar size YouTubers, more Thunder stuff. I think we both prided ourselves of being good at the game. So naturally, you know, we would meet at some point, And that's kind of what happened. Yeah, I think we were. In fact, I was thinking about this yesterday as a bit of a weird follow up question. But, you know, did you ever sense um, a certain level of maybe, I want to say, combativeness or maybe that's the wrong word like jealousy in, in terms of when yeah. other creators were doing you know better well see that was yeah that was kind of like my downfall right i i got so into it and so into trying to be the best that yeah i looked at it like that instead of looking at it how i do now i mean my adult life has changed how i feel about things but when i was young i mean i was young doing this i started doing youtube when i was like 16 and uh yeah it was jealousy and like uh i guess animosity mm -hmm. i felt towards other creators that were doing things and i felt like they weren't doing them as well as i could have done them you know what i mean it was always it was a it's a bad way to go around life like thinking like that but that's yeah that was it early on of course yeah you know i i really wanted to invite you here because both of us have quite a similar i want to say character arc both of us, um, you still are in the culinary business. And that was another thing that I noticed that sort of brought us back together. And I think both of us did the full, you know, 360 loop where we get, we got through the sort of egotistical phase, the anger phase, and, and we're now content, um, which ties into my next question, which I think I know the answer to, and that is, do you still play Wolf Thunder and why? Not really. I mean, uh, I've popped on. I think I played the other night with... Uh, Benny and Donnie, but nah, it, I have no care to get into it. And as soon as it starts to frustrate me, I just leave. You know, it's uh, it is a bad game. <laughs> I mean, like that's that's the best way to put it. It is a bad game with a ton of potential that will never change. And I think that I spent years. I did spend years of my life trying to push the game in a direction that I wanted to go. And at the end of the day, you know, it was never going to change. Nothing that I said, nothing you said. We've gone through this how many times? We had councils, we had yes. discords, yes. we had, we talked to devs, we talked to sound guy. I talked to people who work there and it was never going to change because it's about making money from people who enjoy su suffering. It's like a perfect game for a massive, massive, massive kid. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it's weird because it's never going to change. And that's also, I think, that's the, the sad part, right? Which ultimately was was so painful for both of our sort of downfalls because you're you're really passionate and you, you put all that effort into it and i think you know some people would look at us and they'd say oh you know you guys got to like what 50 60 000 subs and then uh you know that was it and they, and they think it's about subscribers they think it's about viewers but ultimately it was i think for both of us it was about the game yeah it was it was a, a lot about the game and that's i think why i i felt so like i'm very competitive I've always been competitive. Uh, I used to go to lands for Call of Duty and 
playing tournaments and win money off game battles and stuff like that. And I brought that into War Thunder because I was young doing that. And I it was never about subs. It was about making enough money to be able to do what I wanted to do every day. But also, like I said before, like I really had this whole idea I wanted to be the best at it. Um, and that was like the spiral. That's what spiraled it. Because on top of that, it was the game that was faulting too. I mean, you look at the game nowadays, it's way different than what it used to be. The balancing is awful. The The things that they've just kept pumping into and introducing have made it harder for somebody who prided themselves on being good and having good hand-eye coordination at being good at the game. You know, now you get hit with a heat shell and you don't. the armor doesn't matter and missiles and things like that it's yeah it, it's they took the skill away from it, i feel yeah i agree i think you know for me it's not obviously you know i'm the 1.69 patch lover but um i started to notice that the game was changing at such a pace that even those of us who you know if, if i say at, at, at peak of my performance like in the most egotistical way i possibly could you know that we were both like point zero one percent of the player base which in some senses we were i mean i was one of the only people that spaded everything uh, both content creators you know we were in the upper echelons and we we i personally like i couldn't couldn't keep up with it it was so many changes which gets you questioning the guy who started playing a week ago how is he going to you know deal with it because to a certain extent yeah it's new content and it's you know it's fun for him for a month or so but then it becomes a chore yeah, it does. It becomes it. Yeah, it's a big chore. And, you know, it's uh, one of those things. The other thing that uh, it's kind of a aside, but it's still about that is all of the new patches uh, posed like a really easy opportunity to make content. So whereas like normal stuff for me, I, I would have an update. And I'd be like, well, I could do a normal video and try to be good at it. Or I could just talk about the mm. new shit coming out, and I know it's going to get way more views. And it's like, I feel like a lot of creators have fallen into that in the War Thunder space, too. You know, it's like, when the patches come, everybody's going to, oh, I'm streaming the patch server, I'm streaming the, I'm making videos on it. And it's like, you're helping them make the game bet, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, it's, you're not, you're not aiding it. There's, uh, you're feeding into it. Yeah, and and the worst part is that I noticed it all the way back then, but we we couldn't talk about it. It was like one of those things you're not supposed to talk about because it's like the forbidden fruit. And I, I remember explicitly it was a Thursday because I think Wolfner used to update on Thursdays. Um, yeah, you know, and it was one of those days where I had the evening to myself. I, I came home from school early, and I knew the dev server was on. I was on there like the first couple of minutes, and literally I just uploaded a test drive of each vehicle that was there to YouTube, and it was. It was like a joke. I wasn't thinking about it. And so many videos, you know, so much so much views and so much popularity. And I was starting to think, wait a minute, like, you know, you spend all yeah. that time trying to find the perfect match, do the perfect commentary, edit it all together so that, you know, a person gets that wholesome picture. And then I realized that that's not what they're interested in. I think that was the, yeah. almost like, you know, TikTok is today for, for long form videos. Like if I take a TikTok from this conversation, that'll get more views than the entire the podcast, exactly. ever, which is sad. Or short, you know? And and yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it was, right? So it's like, I could spend my time getting a game where I get like 15 kills and it's great and I want people to see it and I like edit it down and have it in a perfect 
chunk and I've spent like, you know, eight hours on this. It's one day of work. Or I could hop on the dev server, stream it, cut the stream up, and I have seven videos that are all going to outperform that one video yeah. <laughs> in eight hours. It's like, and it, that was like kind of what messed me up too is for content creation. It's like I knew what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and I knew what I was passionate about, but it didn't yield the results. And there is, you know, it was my job at a certain point. So it's like you're weighing food on the table over passion. And it's like, well, I'm going to take the easiest thing that's going to get me paid. So it starts and, and it ruins that. That ruins everything that it is because this, you know, a YouTube channel wasn't about subscribers in the beginning. It was because I did something I wanted to do. I wanted to be creative and expressive. Yeah, it kills it the ruins. kills the art form, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was the that was the rise of the so called. I called it the you know, in in quotation marks or in paragraphs that put you know war from the gameplay, and then you open it. It's like. I mean, it is kind of gameplay, but it's it's a gray area. It's, if it's a test drive, if it's a, yeah. if it's just sitting in a hangar, it's not really gameplay. So it's, uh, it, you know, I had this question a long time on the stream, and, and I'm going to ask it to you. It's, maybe it's poking a bit, but at some point, I remember um, you joined a streamer house with Fly, Baron, and I think there was another fella who didn't, who wasn't. It was, uh, he wasn't worth it. It was yeah. uh, partially royal. Um, and the reason I ask this is because Fly, obviously being the biggest content creator for Warthorn, as far as I know, he's now in this area where his livelihood, you know, he's got a kid now, everything is based around doing the game. And um, since you spent, you know, obviously more time with him than probably most content creators are, hopefully we'll get on the podcast. Um, a direct question is, knowing him and, and knowing how Warthorn creation was and, and this passion argument, uh, do you think he likes it the way it is or do you think it's it's might be becoming a chore for him well i still talk to fly and okay, so... um you know you know the answer yeah you know how it is you know i play let's just put it this way i don't play worth under with fly, mm. but i do game with him sometimes yeah. play cod and stuff yeah it's not it's not um it's a job it's a job yeah that's that was my biggest fear really at the, at the beginning. You know, I, I remember having a conversation with um, Mags, who I hopefully will try to get on the podcast because we have some <laughs> beefy history. Um, yeah. No small thanks to me, obviously. But um, he, this was back when it was still TeamSpeak, so Discord hadn't come out. And he was thinking about diversifying his content. And I, I was like, just don't do it because you'll kill the channel. And he did mm. it anyways. Um, but I don't think he was treating it as on the same level as a potential job as I was at the time. Um, but it was always scary for me thinking, you know, if I play this game, I get to the size that let's say Fly or Baron are, and then you diversify and the channel plops. That, you yeah, know, what do you the, do? Yeah, but then, and, and the journey, you know, the time that you've, that you've spent, it's the equivalent of opening, a let's say, a restaurant, right, in our business, and, and then it's like, oof, doesn't doesn't work, what do you do? It's scary. Yeah, it's like opening a Italian restaurant and then finally successful you're like well let's try some curry on the menu and it's like nobody comes in now <laughs> yeah you know it's it's so it's a weird thing it's it's weird because i think you almost at that time had to start as a variety channel mm-hmm. because it was easy to get sucked in there's a lot of channels that are like that uh, a lot of people that i knew it's not just worth under but like content creation as a whole um make one game does really well so you do that game a lot and then all the people that are there are just for that game and if you try to do something else you're like oh shit this isn't working yeah 
It's a weird thing. I mean, Warthner in particular is so poisonous. Their community is, you know, I, I don't know if you're following. I did open up the actual. Um, I open up the the news once in a while. I want to see what's what's actually happening, and they they had these tournaments recently. Um, some in-game ones, and there was like a, a top-tier jet tournament, and the rewards. Finally, you know, the thing that we were actually calling out for back in the day were like really cool skins. And I open it up, and and I was like, wow, this is something interesting. And I scroll down to the first comment, and it's just like, haha, this isn't you know Ace Combat. And I'm I'm so yeah. I was I was actually hurt a little bit because it's like you know me and you and everybody was fighting for this similar cause, and then is the community when it, when something finally comes, you know, even if it's if it was just five percent of what we were asking for. The community disses it, and it's like this endless loop of just hatred, and nothing's good enough. And uh, yeah, it's it never. Yeah, it, that's the thing. It's the community shoots itself in its own foot uh, for a lot of things when it comes to War Thunder, because yeah, you know, you fight for that, and and the guy, people at Gaijin, they take it the same way as like a content creator would take making the a content or a video that wouldn't do well you know it's like well we did this and i see a lot of negative comments why would i do this again you know what's what's the point yeah but i think also there's this there's the passion and the you know getting getting hurt really because I, I i was just reminiscing when i was reaching out to, to anton in this moment of passion you know and i, I used a couple of words that i shouldn't have used um, mm -hmm. i do think they were in, in a context that you know but it was it was the case where if i say you, know, you cook me something and i will say well you know this 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 rice is just shit and then you'll yeah. be hurt. I'm not hurting you. I'm just critiquing the actual thing you've put out. Yeah, and, exactly. And that's the the sort of it's. I know it's difficult, right? Because in our business, you know, you put out a video. If that video is bad, people diss that video. You take it personally. I understand. I understand it. But um, it made communication extra, extra difficult because you're constantly walking on eggshells, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm no stranger to uh, letting my mouth get me in trouble. So, yeah, definitely. I, the thing is, though, um, and I've come to terms with it, it's like, at the time, you know, getting in trouble with saying the things that I said were, like, were bad, and it created, a, uh, you know, difficulties in communication and working with people, but at the same time, I don't know, maybe it, it drove me out faster, which was almost better for me, I think, because I'm happier now, you know what I mean? I don't know, it's weird. I, I, I think I'm... I understand what you're trying to get at because it goes back to that character arc. You know, I feel like both of us went through this phase where I don't want to say we, you know, killed ourselves in a sense, but I think the character died. It had to die. It was like we were on yeah. a path of destruction. I know that if I kept going, if I reached like, say, half a million subs, I would have only gotten more cockier and more arrogant. Yeah. Because power consumes and that's. It would have been it would have been way worse for me to continue and be successful. Like if I was more successful, it would have been worse. You know, it would have been a lot worse. Yeah, I think because it, it was it was kind of like a, a character in a sense. You know, it was being the the War Thunder, you know, bad guy, hmm. bad guy, it was, and it was fun for me. I liked it. Yeah. Like having Reddit mad at me for comments <laughs> yes. and having people who played Sim mad at me and making entire squadrons mad at my squadron was like, I reveled in it. Loved it. Yeah. There's definitely a, <laughs> a level of a thick skin you develop, you know, which it helped me out later. And you'll be very easy to, to uh, familiarize with this, you know, working in the kitchen. Uh, it's a very male dominated environment. I say it's often very primitive. There's a lot of, you know, 
mean stuff being said, but none of it's really serious. It's it's, it's fucking around. It's it's banter, yeah. right? Well, that's the thing. It's a uh, it, you know you have thick skin. I've always had thick skin. Like you develop, I've developed it. You know, doing that, having thousands of people say whatever they want in the comment section. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good. And I guess it yeah it turned out well. Like I am good in the kitchen now. I'm not scared of a busy day, the stress of seeing tickets, you know, like it's things are coming out when they come out. I'm going to do my best and that's it. And it's the same thing with working with people who are like that. You know, you could say like, dude, come on, you fucked that up. Like, you know, like yeah. don't, don't fuck that up. I'm throwing it away. You get in the flow mm-hmm. and you enjoy it, right? Yeah, exactly. So I was Which gonna, I'm thankful for. Yeah. I was going to ask you about this because transition away from gaming, um, yeah. The the kitchen work, when did it start for you? How did you go through the process? I assume you, you went through the same thing as most of us, you know, from, from dishwasher yeah. to to now a manager. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I worked at this cafe when I first found it, uh, when I lived in the, the powerhouse. And I really liked the coffee. I became a barista, learned how to do latte art and stuff like that. It's, it's a pretty, we're like a brunch, order at the counter brunch spot but we are busy like most popular on the beach right and it started then and i moved back to new york for a bit and then i called owner and i was like hey i want to move back down to florida i have a job i want to i'm interested in learning how to franchise this but i want to do everything i want to learn how to cook i want to do everything yeah so i came back and yeah that's what it was it was uh dishwasher to line cook and yeah now i manage it so so uh, learning the ins and outs of it. What year did you start this? So when I came back, uh, probably three years ago. So I, just I, about Corona time, basically. Yeah, right before COVID. Yeah. Uh, when I moved. So we started exactly back. the same time, which is it's ironic, yep. really. Um, yeah. So I've I've obviously moved out of it. I've I've went ventured into some other other um, opportunities, uh, but for you manager now what's was the vision for the future what's the what's the big plan well i i'd love to stay involved with the cafe i work at now because i love the owner we're you know we're close and i wanted to do well but at the same time i you get to that point where it's like i need to learn newer things mm-hmm. my brain is not satisfied i'm you know i'm you know i hate getting uh too comfortable and that's what i am that's to a t now like i could go in late leave early and have everything done it's not it's not there's nothing nothing uh that's like testing me anymore you want you want a bit more kind of a challenge right yeah and i think that the split between that is either starting my own thing that i can do on the side either a food truck a meal prep company some type of stand or i start going into uh you know fine dining like trying to find a restaurant job mm-hmm. that i could work at night and learn a little bit more like that. It's very nice that you, so I, you I think that's a little bit of the uh, the gamer coming through, huh? the competitiveness, the desire to learn, to get better. Yeah. I hate being sat, like, you know, comfortable. I, I want to continue to learn something every day. I want the end of my days to be like, wow, I'm really tired. Yeah. I, I don't want, I don't want to be like, wow, that was easy. Mm. I want to earn, I want to earn my living. Yeah. It's it's the manly way to do it, and that's the only way to do it. I think. Mm-hmm. Would you say there's? I mean, obviously there are things that you've you've pulled from, even the gaming aspect of life that 
that you use today that have helped you but is there something specific from the Warthner days that you'd say you know you carry around with you sort of daily a, a skill or, or a knowledge or something that 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 came useful um yeah actually you know what's funny is i learned i i knew photoshop and how to edit and stuff beforehand but actually at the cafe yeah i made i made all the menus huh? so learning photoshop and doing my own thumbnails and doing all of my own graphic work uh yeah allows me to things like that set up our app and our like we don't have an app but our like our work app mm -hmm. for us i i manage all the online line that i made our actual so i mean that probably that and being able to deal with criticism because if you make a bad video and you see all those comments yeah you know, i deal with customers so somebody has a complaint they talk to me and yeah i don't i don't care you know like, I, I realize it's just like <laughs> I, yeah. well what can i do to make make you okay what can i how can i make you whole yeah. And so you're not going to yell at me because I personally don't give. Like, <laughs> How do you find the the move now? That's you know I remember back when we were streaming, um, the N word was obviously quite uh, quite a slippy one in the beginning, but it was it was like you could slip it in a in a certain context and it was fine. And then they yeah. started really banning down, you know, if you talked about genders and stuff like that, and the removal of um, what was that emote? I actually forgot how to type it. Um, you know, we use L lol now. What was it? Pockchamp yeah. or whatever, right? We just removed yeah, it because yeah. some dude said something. Like, yeah, um, dude, it's not just. I mean, it's not just streaming. It's everywhere. It's the entire world has become soft, and that's. I mean, listen, not everybody has to agree with me, but that's what I see. I think a lot of people are soft. I there's nothing somebody could call me that would hurt my feelings at this point in time. And I think it's a bit much that can't say certain. I understand some words, you know, mm -hmm. on Twitch and whatnot, but for the most part, I think we're we are getting to the point where you're starting to be able to eliminate somebody by what they say. You know, go after somebody's speech. Yeah, that's it's a, that's a slippery slope, man. It is. It is because it leads to those things. Now, I can't imagine, you know, like specifically remembering that incident that I had with, with let's say, Mags or even with you. I actually have, I don't recall what it was between. I know we had some beef at some point. I don't know what it was over. Yeah. But imagine if it was today where everybody would clip it. And because realistically oh, speaking, because yeah. you know, Twitch clips were sort of short, they were TikTok format, but they weren't quite as popular. It wasn't being sent around in the same way. Maybe Reddit, you know. Yeah, and there was no way to view it the same way. Yeah. Um, it wasn't accessible. Now it's just scroll. Yeah, it would be bad. I mean, I could only imagine if I, things I said about Mike flipped that. Because I mean, I got a thirty-five minute video from him. <laughs> was... Imagine if I was, if I got TikToks of me fucking oh. slap. Oh my god, yeah. awful. Yeah. I have bad. to say that that drama though is is I found it kind of. I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't say, but it was it was funny because I wasn't involved in it. If you know what I mean. It was funny to me. It was funny. To me. <laughs> you didn't care, right? I was no, I was drunk as shit. I mean, <laughs> and you know, and to be fair, I was mad. I was mad at that time. I obviously let it go because I don't give a shit about worth under decals or anything like that anymore. But yeah, I was mad, and I had justification for being mm -hmm. mad. It was just I'm not gonna blow out people's dirty laundry. Um, but yeah, drunk me did. <laughs> but drunk, drunk me said I was going to smack people. It wasn't 
you know, this thing. I did find it amusing because I liked it was it was like, oh, this is exciting. I remember I woke up on the stairs. <laughs> uh, I woke up on the stairs oh, and God. I had notifications out of the ass. Oh my god! Oh, this, this, and I was like, "Mike made a video about me." <laughs> I like watched it and I was like, "Fuck, this guy just made up a story as to why I said this." Like that had nothing to do with it. Like this is not it. <laughs> it was, it was good though. I thought it was funny, and I mean, looking back on it, I think it's really funny because. Me and my friends can get a good laugh out of it. Mm-hmm. They they like to, you know, if, if they need to make fun of me. <laughs> you got a video. For you got ammo. <laughs> would you be down to have a conversation with the guy? I would, I would assume that he's not... Well, I don't know about him. I assume that you, you don't hold any ill feelings towards him. Or... No, I don't. Yeah, I don't hold any Ill, Ill feelings towards anybody. I think it was, like I said in the beginning of this, I, I'm not in it anymore. I don't mm-hmm. I don't need to care. And uh, I didn't care when I was in it. So, yeah, no, it's it's fine. I I would talk to anybody. I still, you know, talk to like, I'm trying to think who else I still talk to in those times, other than like Donnie. And... You still in touch with the Baron any chance? Like, do you know what he's up to? Yes. Yep. Um, so actually he, he moved away like maybe a year ago, but yeah, we're really close. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I know him and his wife. He just, he has a daughter now. Oh, damn. So everybody's yeah, getting I, older, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, no, he's one of my closest friends in. I still talk to Fly. I still talk to Jared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I again, that's one of those things. It's like there were things that happened between me and Fly, and we had to hash it out. You know, I talked. I talked about it, but uh, that's the that's the other recipe for faster that I noticed was one of my most lucrative days. Fucked up Friday was one of my <laughs> <laughs> biggest downfalls because being drunk on stream, being an Italian American from New York. man i go i just go bro and you know to me it's not that big of a deal because i've seen my drunk friends do a lot of stupid uh in person and i you know i don't think anything different of them the next day i think we've all done that because we're adults but people on the internet who you know live in basements and play war thunder all the time and hug a wi-fi waifu stuff (laughs) they they take a lot of offense on other people's behalf you can't talk about my favorite creator now i'm very upset yeah, it was. So, it was it, I think most of the drama actually came from the people, not so much the the. Individual yeah, that's the well. big thing. Yeah, you know, it's everybody makes a big deal of it. Because I remember, you know, bookends. Uh, I had a similar case to yours. It was New Year's Eve. I was I was at a friend's place. We pulled uh, like three four twenties in a row. I was smashed. I was cleaning out uh, uh, leftovers of the chicken. Like everybody had like a knife and just scooping out the bones. And boom, notifications start running at seven in the morning. I'm like, what the hell's going on? You know, and dudes uploaded a, a video about how he annihilated me in a, a supposedly in a duel, and you know, put all these clips together. Yeah. And it was it was masterfully put together. I have, you know, I didn't have any beef with him or whatever, but it, the people did seemingly. And then you have you yeah. know, the Doom Army, and you have the other guys' army, and it's like it's just this sort of unnecessary drama because people feel the need to stand with someone. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's I get to be in, I get to be seen. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if I'm in the community and I see something, if I'm the first to clip it and I post it in Discord, I get noticed by my fa- yeah. I, somebody I look up to. You know, and that whole I think that whole like fandom thing is really bad in the in the world too. You know, like being so obsessed with people. 
Yeah, uh, it's it's almost like Twitch was is not like a streaming economy. It was uh, an attention economy where it's like people would donate you. Yeah. I could never understand that because I'm one of the few people that I was. I never really understood it. I wasn't a fan of the idea of coming to a streamer. You know, this guy's getting thousands upon thousands of dollars every month, and here I am giving him a fiver to play a song. But people kept doing yeah. it. You know, the, like I didn't understand it. It was if if somebody asked me, "Would you do this as a business?" from the outside, I'd be like hell no because there's no cash in it but i kept getting donations and it was like yeah play this you know chicken booping meme song for me here's a fiver like bizarre but it's they want the attention you know they want you to read their name and react to it and hell call them names sometimes yeah yeah and that's i think that's the big thing that was the thing with me uh streaming uh i had to take a break from that too because I realized that I had a lot of people who followed me who were just like that. You know, they want to see me get drunk and they want to send me money to do uh, to drink more and like and answer shit about the game, like constant que questions, like "What do you think about this? What do you think?" It's like, dude, just let me play the fucking game. Like, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's like, and then when you go play something else, nobody's there. Yeah. It's like crickets. And I realized that I really wanted to build like a core group. Like, I still stream, but I stream to like ten people now. And those 10 people, I know them all by name, <laughs> like real name. Like I know where they live. Like not like, not in a creepy way, but you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I know I asked them about things going on in their lives. Like we have, we just have normal conversations and that is way more my speed. And that's what it used to be when I started. Like, that's how I grew mm. my Twitch channel. But somewhere in the middle, it was like, yeah, money to drink and do stupid shit and um, be good at, be as good at, as you can at the game. When I wasn't feeling that. Yeah, at some point it it wasn't we weren't enjoying it anymore, were we? Um, and it was, you know, I, I I don't know where it was recently that I saw this. Uh, actually, yeah, I do. Uh, so Jordan Peterson, right? I was watching the interview with Piers Morgan that he had, um, and towards the end of the interview, he actually he cried. And I was reading the comments, and I was I was getting some some feedback from people, and it was it was almost like you know, ha ha, you know, this dude he's emotionally unstable and and all that. And I realized. There was a certain correlation to the way that I felt about the game where, you know, we were so passionate. We, we Like you mentioned, we did all these councils and we, we tried to put, you know, influenced people together to, to, to get things to change. And after you put so much effort through and you have hate from the community, ignorance from Gaijin, um, inconsistent, you know, outcome, it actually makes you feel hopeless. And at that point, even I felt like maybe shedding a tear. Yeah, yeah, dude. And it's like, well get to the point where you have to let it go it was it's like uh i felt like uh what's what is that movie lenny you know what i'm talking about lenny like my uh, uh of mice and men no i think is the name of the movie there's the big uh big dumb giant guy and he kills uh kills like this woman that I, from the farm that they're working at he's got to take his friend who he's been with the whole time takes lenny out back and shoots him it's like made him cry but like that's like how i vision me doing war thunder content like anything involved <laughs> with that is like i had to take it out back and just fuck. Mm -hmm. i couldn't do it anymore because it is it's like stressful because i want things to change and it was like this loop so whenever you stream people are asking you questions or are complaining and that's the other thing it's like a complaint echo chamber mm -hmm. for streaming war thunder it's everybody in in the in the chat too is like this game fucking sucks and it's like 
dude, at one point I was just like, wait a second. They're all saying it sucks. I hate it and complaining. Why don't we all just fucking quit? That makes sense. And yeah, that's it. That, that made me happy <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Because you sit there and you hear it in the chat, our complaints, or you're answering questions about why things are broken for devs that you've tried to constantly talk to and get things fixed that don't listen to you. And it's like the whole circle, you know, comes full circle. Yeah. It's rough. And that's, I don't know. I don't, I, I love um, the people who still like, you know, good on odd, good on fly. Like they're making great content, but man, I do not envy them one fucking. Oh, I know because, what you mean. Yeah, dude. Oh, it's brutal. It's gotta be. Like, I think, you know, if they are making good money, and I mean, you know, a couple of grand, if they can get, you know, good sponsorships and stuff, then I think it makes the grind, not the grind of the game, but the grind of, of even just doing it, you know, bearable. But yeah, just thinking about it, it's like, just the in-game grind is, is so bloody bad, you know, and then you have to, and you do it all the time, because People only saw, you know, oh, you stream three times a week for three hours and then you put a couple of videos up. They didn't see I was literally yeah. playing for tens of hours every single day. You're just constantly on. I think my work day from doing War Thunder was seven days a week and 12 hours a day. Yeah. Of either editing, letting something uh, render, making thumbnails, mm -hmm. or streaming. Every single day. Unless it was, a you know, an oddity. I would give myself days off. Yeah, it was it was at least 12 hours a day. Yeah. And it was rough too. I don't know if you have this uh, same situation, but my desk has always been in my room. Mm -hmm. So there is, it's a real thing. I forget who, I've read a book about it or read it in a book. But if you make money for yourself, right, and you do it via your computer, and that thing is next to where you sleep, it's really hard to turn your brain off. It's hard to get good sleep because you're always thinking like I would be laying in bed some nights and I see my computer because I don't turn it off. It's yeah. just in sleep mode. I'm like, dude, I could probably get another video out tonight, you know, or I could probably, you know, that, or I'm not sleeping well. Maybe I could just throw on a quick stream and then it's like 4 a.m. and then you you sleep <laughs> for like five hours. Yeah. I get like five hours of sleep, coffee, turn the stream on again. It's it's a weird I think it also works the other way around. Like, let's say if I work from home as a copywriter now, and, you know, I, I look at my right, I see my bed, and I'm like, oh, I just let me just take a quick nap. You know, they're not going to notice. And it's, it's, I, I personally know that I have to at some point separate the two, you know, where it's sleeping chamber mm -hmm. just for sleeping, and bedroom really should just be a bedroom. But I think that's also the curse because, you know, the way that most of us are brought up is you have your room as a child and, and then a teenager, and that's really your only full privacy that you have and so your computer's there all your toys are there you're always in your room more or less right yeah yeah the the separation of having an office you know that when you're when you're like doing it for a job is definitely a necessity because mm -hmm. it's it is really hard to turn your brain i've noticed so my roommate was uh he's been back in jersey for about he just came back, but he was there for like a month. So I had the house to myself and <laughs> I've been sleeping like on the couch and I'm getting some of the best sleep of my life because I could just turn on like the TV, just pass out. And it's, it's weird, but it was something, I think it's something to do with like having the computer. I think, I think it is too. Cause my, my friend will never get this, but 
um, I don't know if you remember JJ. He was in my chat all the time. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. Um, I would, you know, hang out with him pretty much after every stream. And we're often then, you know, like if it's New Year's or a birthday party or something. And at the end of the day, you know, everybody's passed out. Everybody's gone to sleep. And I would always be the last person standing on the couch. And I would sleep on that couch. And like you said, get the best sleep of my life. And I wake up, you know, before everybody else. I'm all freshened up. They're all just screwed up. They're like, oh, you know, get, get me some coffee. And I'm like, I could keep on partying. Like, I could go straight to work right yeah. now. It's, yeah, yeah. And there's something something with sleep that's, that's definitely... And then, you know, also you... I think the biggest problem was... Uh, luckily, I wasn't dating at the time because I was a completely incompetent kid. But when I was playing so much War Thunder and doing all this content, I mean, that's the only thing I could talk about. So if I did go on a date, yeah. I probably would have talked about those things. And that's like, it's Sahara Desert for a woman. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, that's... It's weird because I had... Yeah. I mean... I'm trying to think how many relationships I ruined. <laughs> I mean, at, least, at least you had relationships, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but there's there's at least one. Remember, there's a girl, Tiffany. She was on my stream. She would actually, like, stream with me. That, that was good. She tried. But, yeah, that, like, it almost just didn't work. Because, it, I don't know, you're like, you get burnt out. Mm -hmm. It's like you're burnt out and... Yeah, your brain is just like uh, War Thunder. All it is. And I'm sure this works for like literally any game mm -hmm. for just gaming tubers in general. You get so entrenched. Like I bet you some of the Tarkov guys can only think about Tarkov. They're probably like fucking hard clearing their bathroom. It's like No, it's it's a weird thing because it's it's lucrative to an extent. It's, you don't need a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm a YouTuber, right? But I don't know. No, to me, I, I remember explicitly it was the, um, if you remember Cuisine Royale when it was the Enlisted's first April Fool's and I was, it was only out for like one weekend and I played it the first day and I was, I was so like excited by it because it was the first time I was playing a, a Royale game. I played it for the whole <laughs> weekend and I couldn't sleep because in my dream I was seeing the pans and pots and guns and all that. <laughs> and it, was, and it, was, it was flipping me. Um yeah, it was it was a fun experience, but if that's your daily life, then oof, it's got to be a miserable one. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I've gotten good now. Like work doesn't affect that. But funny, when I was at this cafe, the old uh, manager, the old kitchen manager, real real bitchy woman. She wasn't. I didn't really have respect for her because she wasn't that good at cook. Like the stuff that she would do, she would tell people what to do, and then get mad at people for not doing her job. Theoretically. Mm -hmm. So when that was the case, and I really had, I, I almost quit. I had very little motivation to go to work. I was just going to find something new. I had something lined up. And during that time, I would, you know, I was late a lot because I couldn't sleep well. And I would sleep and have dreams that I was going to be late and I'd have to hear her bitch. And I would end up being late because like, like, <laughs> I'm sleeping bad, you know? And it was, it was like this weird cycle. It was nuts. But oh, that's man. one of those things, like the War Thunder thing that we talked about. It's having an experience like that teaches you how you're going to be. Like, I could take those lessons now. And now that I'm the manager, I do things to help my worker. You know, I'm not, I'm not there to be a bossy person. You know, we have a job to do. But you don't have to worry about inventory. I do. I'm the manager. Yeah. You know, you don't have to worry about 
dealing with customers or coming in on your days off or going to you know the store if we need to grab something that's on me i get paid to do that whereas like when it was her i did all that shit anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> she was getting paid for it and i wasn't yeah. so yes yeah, it, 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 it gives you some perspective right because i had i had a similar case where it was it was and i, I saw two different types of bosses actually because i swapped places within the same company two different locations and the first guy was you know i, I always say this uh try to translate this from slogan actually so i think Every person can be a boss. You know, if you give them the power, they're a boss. Good one, bad one, doesn't matter. They're a boss because they've, they've got the power. But fewer people can be good leaders. And what you're describing is, you know, she was a horrendous leader, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not, you don't want somebody to be bossy. You want somebody to be exactly it. Mm. That's why I like the owner of the cafe. She doesn't live down here anymore. Whenever she comes in, she works, you know. She so she's actively in enrolled in the, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and I have always seen her do that. That's why I care about the business. And I, I you know, I care about her business like she cares about her business because uh, she's a great leader, you know. She's somebody to look up to. Whereas this other woman would be like, I want you to, I want to do the least amount of things possible. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a problem with some individuals where they're just disconnected maybe from from the group you know it's almost like they're they're playing a solo game um and they're not on top of the leaderboard if you know what i mean in terms of Waltham, they're like you can play solo if you're going to carry the whole thing yourself but if you're not a team player and you're slacking um yeah yeah well we and we've both we won the youtube cup you know we did actually yeah <laughs> Yeah, people. I mean, I've won three E one hundreds. Damn, three. That's yeah. I've only I gotten two. two. I sold two of them. <laughs> See, how, yeah. how many yeah. how many players can say they've won two or three E one hundreds? You know, exactly. That puts and us in the top. <laughs> yeah, I credit I credit it to you know good leadership. Yeah. Wasn't we had a team? You no, know? we worked like a team. It wasn't the and, and maybe that maybe I could take that and say that from my worth under Mm -hmm. time that because you know running g squad i don't know how they're doing now i mean i'm still the leader of it but uh there was a time when g squad was the business we we found everybody that was really good at the game and we were like yo i'm doing here Mm -hmm. (laughs) and every tournament that we signed up for it didn't matter we would just stack people on teams like people wanted to win e100s we would just stack them on the team they didn't even have to play like just go win it yeah and uh yeah Good old days. That was, that's when it was fun, you know. Yeah, I fun mean, to go. If if I was to ask you what was like, what's your, your the memory of Warfare? Then I'll, I'll give you an example. For me, you know, the best days. It's when uh, I think it was Think Squadron and Cat Squadron and Clan. Actually, Clan is the one that really pops to my mind. Korea air battles, jets like Saber versus Mig. I could play that <laughs> game mode. Like, give me that game mode. I'll play twelve hours a day for the next year, and I'll not get bored of it. Guaranteed. Yeah, I really liked the the Korea era with the MIGs and that Sabres. And I would also say, I know it's one of your favorite patch too, is like point, uh, 1.9. Yeah. And the Rockets were insane on like the the MIG and what was it, the CL-13? Yeah, the CL-13 was uh, feature of the month. Actually, excuse me for this blooper. You're going to see it, but my, my I've lost my, um, my ring light actually. It's fallen off completely. So let me try to get it fixed here. There we go. 
so people who'll be watching this on YouTube will actually get a bit of a laugh. Um, I really need to get that fixed. Yeah, it was Seal 13. That was, yeah. I think that was actually the first plane where there was a little bit of that feature of the month talk. And then we managed to like explain to the community that it wasn't overpowered. And then the MiG-17 yeah. came and you had to do it again. And then the next plane came and you had to do it again. And then it got boring and we just shut up because it was like... Yeah. That was my favorite. Yeah, I anything with the when those those HVARs worked, that was a lot of fun, mm -hmm. and I loved it because yeah, it was. I would tell people it wasn't overpowered, and I would proceed to dominate with it because, I mean, I think I used it as a as like a weird thing, but I was like, you know, if everybody could do this, be overpowered, but I don't think everybody could. <laughs> if that makes sense, everybody could do it. Yeah. They just didn't have the skill to do it because exactly you know, yeah I, I remember i was able to like and this is you know mind you you're in the middle of a stream i'm changing songs with one hand reading chat and then sniping some dude in a tank from like five kilometers away like yeah, yeah the average player can't do that i loved the mig rockets mm -hmm. had like carried like two yeah i loved that because i would just be you know super high up and just whack whack yeah felt great and people loved it like that's when you know there's the chat was booming yes was fun. that was my it favorite was time really for streaming because yeah cause... there was this um i was actually gonna ask you this this before but you know it, it's this power of actually just the sense of power is when you're in the middle of a stream you're on top of the leaderboard you know that you're dominating you know you're on the top of your game and people are watching you. I mean, it's the equivalent of, I don't know, winning a World Cup probably or winning a, a, the championships in Formula One or something. Like, you're just there. Yeah, Yeah. well, that's... And thing was, it, I wanted to play more matches because everything was working. Yeah. And then what starts to happen is, you know, I'll take this tank out and I shoot a tank in the back of the turret and they don't die. And I start to complain like kind of the downfall of like how fun streaming was because there were a couple of patches where it worked well and then it started to get bad and things like that when the game causes like if that's not your fault you know if you if you hit a perfect shot i mean i have every tank in war thunder if i close my eyes i know exactly what you should rack which is mm -hmm. ridiculous but that's the reality of playing 12 hours a day every day yeah and you know when you do the right things and the game doesn't allow you to get the, the satisfaction from it, it really that that really bothers bother any. That is the big issue, I think. Yeah. And then I think there came a point where we actually had to not complain because people would you know, I remember like going into a duel and you you know that the game is screwed up. You know that the shots shouldn't have hit you or that you should have gotten the kill and you don't get it, and then you complain about it. What do they do? They give you the, I always used to call it the, the chess system. You know, it's where like me and you, we play 20 matches of chess. I dominate you and then you win one match and I'm the biggest loser on this planet because I couldn't be. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, dude. I, I remember there was one time when somebody had a clip telling me and it was from like three years back <laughs> and it would come up every time you know what i mean like every time i'm like dude that happened three years ago like three years ago and you haven't beat me since it doesn't make sense but ah uh, yeah that's that's how it goes though you lose one time and you're like yeah oh yeah because and for us i know you feel the same is because we talked shit oh we did we, we did talk a little bit of shit 
you know, I, I would hop in there. I'm going to smoke you, bro. I'm about to roll you up. And then, you know, you lose. You're like, oh, well, I guess. Because yeah. I'm, I'm the type of person, like, I like talking shit just to talk shit. Mm. It's, it's what my friendships are built on. I mean, I have a group chat with all of my high school friends that have been boys forever. I don't think we've said something nice in weeks. And it, it's, it's just how it goes. Like, it, so for me, I'm like, I'll talk a lot of shit and then be like, oh, I lost. I guess I'm not the best today. Mm-hmm. And for that person, it's like, like they've been hearing the shit and they're taking it so serious. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, oh, it's like it's burning inside of them. Because I know they've got their, you know, two, five minutes with you on stream and they want to they want to maximize it. You know? Yeah. And then streaming, stream sniping comes in. I remember when I was a very, very small content creator and I, I was in Korea and there was a match and Fly Daily was flying in ME163 and I was just like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to prove to him I'm, <laughs> I'm the better player. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, just play the game. Yeah. You don't have to go chase after him, right? Yeah, that's, <laughs> man. But also, I mean, you do want to dominate. You know, I remember people would come into the duel, they'd be like, oh, I'm going to beat you. And I'm like, okay, I'll just use one of my hands. And then you'd still beat them. And it's like, because you want to, you really want to show them their place. Uh, and, you know, yeah, arrogant exactly. as it is, but like, you know, I, I played, I don't know how many hours, but I know how many thousands of duels I must have done. And it's at, at that point, you know the people who can beat you by name. Like you go into mm-hmm. a match, it's like unless it's another guy that you know on a ghost account or what are they called? Um, you know, when you, like Smurfs. I think it's Smurfs. Like when yeah, you, when you create, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sort of like the Green Doom was for me, except that you everybody knew what it was. Um, just so you, you know, like you know, you know who's going to beat you, and like yeah, it. I think the the pain that I personally felt. Um, and I really want to talk about this to some of the guys that were top top three duelists or so on, was I felt there was a lack of respect for, not not for me as a player or for us content creators, but I think for the, the best players in the game. Because I noticed if I as a content creator who gets a lot of attention, who gets a lot of eyes on, um, I don't get the respect for the, the, the good moves that I do, you know, make. Um, and then you get, you know, top five thunder whatever moments um you know like some lucky bullshit snipe from half an hour like it starts to almost hurt the big ego you have because you you just want to go and you know you want to win a tournament not one with youtubers you want to win a tournament that's like actually a proper tournament and you want to have that tournament showcase who the best players in the game are but we have that classic problem you know where you and i we're playing a realistic mix match on in tanks we don't have the name logos. But if we do a stream, if we want to showcase that as a game and we want to have casters and, and commentators, then for the people to know what the hell's going on, you need to have the name tags. And when you put the name tags on, people think, oh, this is just arcade. And they don't want to watch no more. And you think about it, you know, the game's now, what, 10, 10 and a half years old, still haven't done anything with the spectator system. It's still the same as it was day one. Yeah, it's it's bad because, like, there should be... A cast, like, I don't know if there is a cast. I think there is a broadcasting mode, but it's not good. Like, it's really not good. And you look at some of the other competitive games you wanted to make, mm-hmm. which I don't believe you can. You can maybe with planes. Maybe make planes. Yeah, if you wanted to make it competitive, you need a good, like, podcast system. Like, how podcast? No, are they... Everybody and where they are and... uh, Yeah, but they, they fall flat out. No, I remember what it was like with, with Mike and Sean when we were doing Thunder League Season 1. Essentially, we were in a Skype call, and then there was an account there from 
you know, somewhere within Gaijin who was doing the recording. So what we were basically getting, it's like a, like a TV system. You know, if you're watching a Formula One race, somebody's doing the actual recording and then shipping it off to Sky or whatever they are and they do, they do the commentary. So we didn't have control over what was being shown. And we were just sitting there in this Skype call, you know, just staring at, we're looking at the game yeah. from our perspective. We see all the stuff that's going on, but the viewers don't. So I might be commenting on this amazing duel, but they're showing just a tank driving around. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's weird. It's it's weird. Like, why? Who would think that that would work? You know, like where where along the lines did that go through or something? Like well, I mean, somebody said it. I I, I guess it, the first it? one was still a test. I wasn't. So and I personally thought it was a good one, even though looking back at it, my commentary was trash. I mean, Mike could probably say the same. Um, Sean was added in like last minute. Uh, it was it was a mess, the whole thing. But, you know, we managed to, I think it was like $72,000 that people paid for all those dog tags and stuff. And in my mind, it was like, this is brilliant. This is going to get the game some popularity. We're going to get season two next year and then another one, another one. And either I'm going to move up the echelon of, of being a, a, a commentator and even if I don't the game's got I think uh, you know a, a competitive source uh, and then nothing just nothing yeah I mean I think about the YouTube like they flew fly out to Russia yeah and yeah we're Thunder Bad Boys and destroyed the Russian team right away and then they were like oh this can't happen <laughs> they had to fly, fly back. <laughs> I said, I remember texting him and I was like, yo, my bad. <laughs> like, dude, uh, that, that's really what happened. I mean, they could say what they want to say, but that is, uh, I'm convinced that. Yeah. Because the next tournament, if you know, they didn't put them in the same bracket. I don't even think, wait, did we even play Russian teams? I don't remember. Uh, for the YouTube Cup. Yeah, for the real one. No, the one this after. is this was the drama actually, and this is where I was. I was on their side. It was um, they they didn't want to give them another ch- another shot at it, and the the issue was that you know guys like Villasi, who you know, you could argue is was he a content creator, right? Because he was doing kill montages, and that was basically all he was doing. Yeah. But he applied obviously and he put together a team that we all knew would just dominate everybody else because most content creators are just content creators they're not you know really good players yeah and so what was moronic in a way is that i i wasn't at the time i was signing out of wolf and i didn't really care i was the whole tournament we did was i did it for memes i mean yeah uh, and i was probably going to join them you know, I was just gonna, I was just gonna tap along with whomever was gonna have the strongest team, and if that meant you join with a bunch of pros and you just sit on the bench or whatever and you don't play, you still win the U100. And Gaijin kicked them out. They were like, "You guys, yeah. essentially, you're not gonna compete because you're too good." Even though it's a tournament yeah. for a hundred thousand golden eagles that no content creator needs because they get it for free. So, well, the yeah. other thing with that, so I, I wanted that team to play because out of everybody, I mean. I still I want that competition. I like that competition. I mean, dude, I made the best fucking team of content creators that were all in G Squad. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, it was hands down. Like, we play tournaments that aren't, and everybody streams, and it worked out fine. So it was like, yeah, you know, come get these hands. I was I was ready for anybody, and uh, yeah, I I but everybody else, everybody else in that tournament would have gotten rocked. 
Yeah. And we would have had a good match. We probably would have lost, but we would have had a good match. And mm -hmm. everybody else would. So I see why they did it. Yeah, they they wanted some kind of publicity. But I mean, still, you know, half-assed, not thought through. And it's, I think that's just the history of, of, of Gaijin as a company. Is everything is sort of half-made, not thought through. Nobody, you know, it's, I would understand if, you know, you're a newcoming game and you don't have a lot of, if, if let's say that all the content creators are just content creators and you don't really have people to ask for advice, but they had hundreds, you know, I could count at least, you know, 50 different players that are good enough to give feedback in their respective area of the game to give them some feedback. But they had a, you know, one forum moderator with, with two games in the Arado that's reading dozens of comments on the bat rating of the Arado. And how is he supposed to make any sense of, of whether it should go up or down or sideways or stay where it is. Um, and I, I fell back for him, you know, because at, at some point I reached out to his DMs and I tried to, you know, get him to, to I guess, do his job better, maybe enjoy his job more, because I understand it now. You know, I look at a, at, a, at a co-worker whose job is to reply to emails from different customers and I think, wow, man, you're dealing with a lot of, like, Karens and, and, and those types of people. So I understand them. I understand that that dude having to read walk in the forums all day is probably not the most you know happiest person in the world and the last thing he wants to do when he gets back home is play the game but you need yeah. somebody who does that you need someone who's involved in the process that's what i think we we tried i mean i know we tried to have something dude the yeah it should have been like 50 people of like i would consider of like really high tier players that should have just made the battle rating you know i if if we sat down like you and I, I bet you you and I could sit down the battle rating system even today. Yeah. And it I don't know why they just didn't do that. You know, they could have paid people like it wouldn't take long if it was like fifty people and mm -hmm. they should have just paid people It would have been really $10 simple. Ten dollars an hour? Ten dollars an hour? How we we do it for free, you know? Yeah, I know, I know. We, I know people would have done it for free, yeah. but they could have they could have. They could have just paid somebody. Would have. It would save the game. I think it could still probably save the game because there's a lot of things even playing recently. Why the Why the hell is this like these tanks fight these tanks? Mm. Like the split. You know, there's no split from World War Two and yeah, modern tanks. It, none of it makes sense. Do you think? Do you think they risk um, running out? Of, of things to add because i mean they're they're now adding the the tom cruise what is it the, the t yeah. oh yeah f-18 right? f-18 yeah um or f-14 I don't yeah know, oh yeah right they're, you know they're gonna run out of stuff because i mean where do you go from there do you start adding f-22 raptors and you know do you actually make it into combat x game do, are they gonna go backwards it's because i'm gonna run out of people who can smuggle the <laughs> <laughs> the documents <laughs> Everybody's gonna be arrested. It's, they're just dumb. The secret documents. That used to be a meme, and now it's like real. <laughs> Legit. They gotta run out of stuff, right? You know, it's they're almost out already. I mean, I, it's it's sketchy to think because I mean, their their business model is in some ways genius. You know, they. I don't know how many. There's somebody was talking about how many of those packs they sold for the the um, F10. Uh, like it's it's ridiculous you know just one day pre-orders and people are just like yep mom's credit card swipe i want this you know 
know, play it for 20 matches and never touch it again. But Exactly. It, it, is, it is scary I always to think. Said, I always said that the game should be balanced. Instead of adding new things, sell cosmetics. That would make it... I, I really think people would pay... So, you know, we have, what, a $70 plane pack now, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people buy them. But instead of a $70 plane pack, what if every time they did an update, they used, you know, you could get a sandbag Sherman for like five bucks. People do that. Five I mean, bucks you, for like you, a Sherman. You can have, have, a, you can have a skin for a thousand. Somebody's going to buy it. Yeah. You know? yeah, exactly. And and I'm not even just saying skins. I mean, the whole tank. Change things on the tank. Mm-hmm. Planes. I, yeah, planes are skins. But for tanks, you could really do a lot. Like, you could add... I, that's the biggest thing for me is because in sandbags on Sherman's to try to add some armor, like actually making new models of vehicles. I think that goes full circle into the fact that they use students to make the models. Like, yeah, for like me, they for outsource, me the biggest, they outsource. For me, the biggest problem was the market when they added it because it was another one of those things where we had the idea. We were like, this could save the game because it would give them a financial thing. People get to to do some trading within, you know. What I what I was always annoyed with is, you know, you buy a tank and you're stuck with that default T34 camouflage. You you buy a BF19, all of them are the same. Um, yeah. And like, at least, you know, okay, you could get a certain amount of I think it was a certain amount of kills in a tank. You then get the white camouflage, which is the only reason I was really using it. It was just to to be arrogant and show. But you can just buy it for two hundred gold, and two hundred gold is like nothing. It's one tournament win. And I think it would be amazing if you could have, let's say it's a plane, and every, you know, like you have a skin you unlock at 100, at 1,000, at 10,000. You could have a skin for a plane at 100,000 kills. Because, look, some dude, like, helmet potato style, you know, I don't want to say what kind of, but you have to be a little bit special for that. But somebody would do it, and you'd go into a match, and you would see them, and you'd go, oh, my God, this dude. And, you know, there would be a certain amount of respect to that person because... It's not something you can buy. It's actually unlockable. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing, too. There's a lot of things that matter. Locking. Biggest achievement, right? Isn't it? God of War. Yeah. God of War. That's it. It's kind of the only thing that you see that and you're like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. All right. And even that, I mean, it's it's grindable. Like, for me, it would be the... the, the it clicked when it was 1.69. You could just, you know, get 20 kills a match. It was like, and you know, it was quick matches. It was fun matches. It was the most fun I ever had grinding because I, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't finally, I wasn't grinding for a tank. I wasn't spading something. I was just, I was actually having fun in the game and just trying to just kill everything that exists. Everything that moved, I was going to shoot at it. I was going to plop a rocket, a bomb, a shot, whatever. And, and it was brilliant fun. And then when they, you know, did the counterbalancing, which is the classic Gaijin method where instead of, just nerfing what was too good or just improving what was too bad they do both at the same time and they just make it messed up once more and and still nobody plays SBA like if, I bet you if you go into a match today you know first tank in dies leaves the game and then planes come in and then yeah. somebody's whining that you know rush bisuka like yeah it depends on the tier uh, unless you're top tier because top tier is real fun you know if you don't like actually playing the game like this is the thing I was talking about like skill is gone like mm. i could sit there in an eight ads nothing flies you're not flying you're done i just yeah i don't know that's not fun it used to be fun to use like verbal wind yeah 
It was, it was, it, it, it took effort. It took effort from both parties, you know, to actually get some damage done to, and the thing that players won't understand today ever is, you know, the feeling of tanks beta and locking your, your tiger for the first time, T-34, oh, 85 man. for the first time. You know, it was three, three games. In the, what was it? It was Corellia, it was Ash River and it was Jungle. That was it. That's all you had. Enjoy the game, bitch. That's it. And it, that was the, the best time of Grand Forces are ever going to be because there were no planes. I, th- I don't think there were. Were they? Maybe. No, no, no. Weren't, there weren't planes in it yet, I don't think. And, uh, oh, man, all the, the shells were great. There yeah. was no, like, you shot a tank. It yeah, it was awesome. And you didn't have to think Get about this. it. Like, whatever shell the yeah. tank came with, you're like, uh, just ship it. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, it works. It works. And uh, now you got to lock the gels. <laughs> the stock grind on some of these tanks. Oh. I lost Why? my I lost my ring light again. This is going splendid. Oh, We're really no. gonna have to wrap this one up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is there any topic that you wanted to open? Anything miscellaneous of really? Anything whatsoever? Mm. Trying to think. I mean, no, we covered a lot. I mean, that's been my life, realistically, is just Okay, I have completely like gone away from like the content creation and I'm just hooked mm-hmm. and enjoyed my life. Beyond the good, it's uh, we're all growing up. <laughs> yeah, I, I but, completely forgot to ask you this. You're how old now? Twenty six. Twenty six. So exactly my age. Nice. Um, Crazy. It's weird yeah it's it's weird how two people from a completely uh, opposite end of the world have such a such a similar character story essentially yeah a lot of similarities oh i'm i'm happy you had me on chat i mean been a while yeah good good to uh things like i think we should all get together one time and like it, it would be nice a, a big old team speak call basically yeah yeah i think uh that would, you know, would be really fun if we could get everybody did uh, a custom. Mm-hmm. Not none of the online shit. Just get everybody yeah. have like a, a custom match. Would like make it like the old days. Mm-hmm. We just do Migs versus Sabers. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Too, ba- too cool. bad they've changed. Okay, I'm I'm not putting the ring light back on. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, they've actually changed the airports in Korea. I think the whole map's been changed, so they've they've completely yeah. ruined that aspect too. Um, which is kind of sad, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been I've been on a journey now. I just decided that I want to talk to as many of of content creators I was I was involved with, especially the ones that I had beef with at some point, because I I want to you know hash it out if need be some hashing out, but really just to to see the story where those those people have gone, because you know we come from different walks of life and and we've taken different different pathways. Some have stayed in content creation, some have returned. Um, so my last question to you: Have you at any point thought about returning? Not for Warframe necessarily, but anything related to content creation, be it food, lifestyle, yeah. whatever. It's uh, if I do come back, probably. Gonna... I like to still. Yeah, sorry, that part completely cut off. Could you say it again? If uh, it would be food, if it I was going to come again. back, yeah, definitely. And I've thought about it, um, and I I do. I actually that's a, that's a goal of mine for this year is to set something up. I almost want to make. A... I can properly. I really like this new trend, and I'm sure you've seen it, like Instagram shorts of like. I'm sorry, I you're love cutting it. off a little bit. Can't. 
I don't know why it's um, probably the, the um I said the new trend of like Instagram and YouTube shorts mm -hmm. for food. Yeah. I really like that. So if I was gonna come back, I would probably do something. Yeah. I think. And combine that with the with with the the, the current offerings that you got probably with with brunches. Yeah. And... Yeah, yeah, I could. I and I mean I cook a lot at home too. I do a lot of exploring. I find recipes, mm -hmm. I try to make them and then I doctor them, write them down after I make them. So, I don't know. All right, last question before I drop you off, Ashley. Uh, you, you just gave me the idea on the spot. Your favorite, favorite thing to eat. Favorite thing to eat? Carbonara. It's got to be carbonara. Spot on. It is. That's peak, yeah. peak pasta dish. Can't go wrong with a good, good carbonara. That or a steak. Mm-hmm. Reverse seared ribeye. Oh, spot on, my man. Spot Sorry. on. Yep. Well, thanks for having me. It was yeah. great. Brandon, thank you for joining us. Um, yeah. I'm going to be in touch with you. I, I'm probably going to invite you on here once again in, in a couple of months, maybe years. You never know. You know, things go. Life moves. But um, very nice chat. And I uh, hope you have a good one. And we'll stay in touch. All right. I'll see you. Cheers, brother.